like to build up Weeks. all the uh, all the anticipate. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Let's say hypothetically that I don't know anything about fly fishing. <laughs> yeah, right? It was like this instant eight-way man crush. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence. Yeah. The time we've been doing this podcast, I've never seen Uncle Buck perk up his, his dolphin procreation. <laughs> Like you just flipped up out of your chair. Yeah, he just blew out his blow. <laughs> what are you talking about? And that's pretty much my dream coming true is to actually meet you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the humblest Shy guy I know. Humble. Work and do uh, trade shows in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. You meet some pretty wild guys. You blew it! <laughs> I'm the worst PR person ever. Fire me. <laughs> All right, guys, you are back in the current. That's right. This is Rut and River Pursuits Podcast. Wrote a song about it. I'd like to hear it. Here go. <laughs> You're back in the <laughs> We're just joshing you guys. We're just fooling you. Uh, we caught up on some old in living colors, so we're all jacked up yes. about that. Stevie got us going. Playing some that guy's stuff. funny. It's good stuff, buddy. It is good stuff. I was always a little partial fire marshal bill, but that's just me. Yeah. Hey, anyway, we are officially neck deep in the current, fellas. <laughs> it's happening. We are. So let's go around the table here. I'm Ryan. This is Dave. I'm Steve. I'm Will. It's Uncle Buck. Gentlemen. And I'm Deaky. And I'm Deaky. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a couple names I haven't heard in a little while. Stevie. One week. And Uncle Buck. One, it's been like a, one week. Like, like you said before, a it's month of Thursdays. Yeah. It, 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 and I didn't appreciate the comments made on my I beh- heard you turned behest. 18, bud. I turned 27 last year. Oh, that's right. Last year, last week, <laughs> whenever. What'd you think of all that talk? <laughs> I laughed a lot. That's good. <laughs> I laughed a lot. But no, you described the, the event at the uh, boat launch fairly accurately. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, glad. With, the, right. with the, the, the game warden. I didn't buy it. I wasn't buying it. But you pulled the wool over his eyes, so. <laughs> you know what? I almost. You, you pulled him aside, and you're like, you want to check out again? Double you know? check out, boss, because I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I don't trust that life jacket. <laughs> he sewed that Coast Guard make, approved yeah. little thing on. <laughs> make right him put it on. Yeah. Make him put it on and jump in the water. Make him pull the, pull the cord. <laughs> See if it works. No. I looked at those, uh, those PD, PFDs. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't sure that they were legal, so I didn't buy one. Well, now so, you know. Now I know I could get away with it. No, yeah. they're legit. So do you wear that the whole time? Like, it's just a belt. It's a, like a fanny it's pack. A fanny, it's a small fanny pack. Can you put dude. anything in it? Just I don't know. It probably, I you think have to might, open it up first. There might be. <laughs> I think there might be like one little pouch. Like, okay. I don't know what. Like, after like you, you put your keys in. Maybe like it. two pieces of jerky or something. <laughs> hey, it's. Better than no pieces of jerky, right? Right. Yeah. right. But then, do you still have to like put it around your head after it deploys? It's like an inner tube, <laughs> like the you really know, the, no. It, it turns into a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> the big, the big pool swan. Yeah. You see, you see, Will. Hello, swan. <laughs> you pull the cord and it turns into a swan. Stop it. <laughs> I, I'm alive. That's, that's what that means. When you see the swan, the bathing, the bathing swan, swan, that means I'm alive. 
<laughs> and and well, I'm thriving. Oh my! <laughs> Not just surviving. He's thriving. thriving. I like it. Everyone else is in is it, peril. Not me. They're not like water activated, though, are they? Like you have some to of them are. No, it's a, a rib cord. Yeah, there's a cord. Okay. That one's not automatic. And I've, if I if I understand though what you're using though, it, there's a CO2 cartridge that's in there. So when you pull the cord, C- you're actually popping the CO2 O2. cartridge, and that's what's filling the thing with gotcha. air. I think and that it is expires. US Coast Guard approved. I, I think that that expires after a while, doesn't it? The tank? I'm, sh- yeah. I'm sure. That's like it's... expiration date on meat. It's just a recommendation. Oh, oh. or is it? You're like... good, bud. Don't even bother checking it. I'm sure it's fine. It, the, the expiration date that kills me for for safety equipment milk is flares. Like, yeah, like and they will bust you for for boating with a oh, expired yeah. flare. In Maryland, requires. are you saying because you got busted? No, I didn't. But oh. I've been worried about it. Like it's always because I know it's I know somebody who's better. It's, it's because it's really tough to figure out which of the eight boats he's got, which <laughs> yeah. year the flares are on each of the eight boats. Is it the Marburg boat? Is it the Bay boat? Could be the Pinchot John boat, the River Jet Ski River Alaska, Alaska runner. halibut boat. Yeah. It's got to be a significant. Size boat though I think to require a flare. Right? <laughs> my, my, so, um, my main lobster boat. I, I'm pretty sure like any from Maryland. It's it's Maryland, and I'm 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 going to for right. for this rule for the bay. Um, it's any it's any boat. Like it doesn't matter if it's your 16 foot John boat. You need a flare. Really? Yeah. Because because of, of duck hunting, like we were questioned, where's your flares? Are they expired? Are they like huh. they check? They wanted to look at the date of the flare. Do While th- we were duck hunting in Maryland. Do you think they're like in cahoots with the flare companies down uh, there? I just Probably. don't. They're, it it, like. It's a knee-jerk reaction <laughs> by the big big flare company. <laughs> big flares getting getting in tight with the- Rick Flare Company. <laughs> <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. But, well, my woo is expired. Yeah. I'll, I'll promise you that. <laughs> I hope... They never check us for flares when I'm on your boat. They'll have you. Yeah, it'll be. It's the captain. You'll be paying the fine. Yeah. So I mean, I hate to ask you this, but is the 24 inch barrel on your flare, or is the 36 inch barrel? <laughs> is it a flare gun you have to have, or just regular hand? I have a, I have a flare gun. Do you? But I forget if it just a regular flare counts. I forget what the rule. Like I, I know I took the gun because it would be above and beyond funner. Yeah, right. Like, and what do you do <laughs> with an expired flare gun? You shoot, shoot it, it. <laughs> at each other I, from a distance. I, w- I wouldn't. We wouldn't yeah. recommend it. You, no. just, you shoot it, and you're like, "I'm not in danger. <laughs> it's, it's expired. <laughs> Ignore it." You, you definitely you don't shoot those off into the air. You shoot uh, those across <laughs> t- some land. You know, <laughs> Smokey the bear pops out. He's like, hey, "Only you can prevent forest fires." And, you shoot that across the ground during a drought in high winds. Oh, sure. Good idea. Uh, I can see this going well. Yeah, we're just going to have like hate mail about everything we did wrong. Point being. Past 10 minutes. If you're boating in Pennsylvania and it's the non-swimming months, not only do you have to have a PFD in your possession, it has to be worn. Yeah, have it worn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But but there's a polar bear swim in January. So is that a swimming month? You're not on a boat. No. The swimming months as prescribed, I think is the right word, by the fishing boat. It's it's like November to April. To the Uh, end of April, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so starting in May, you just have to have one 
on the boat. Yeah. And the boat up to under sixteen kayak. foot. Yes. Yeah. If in those November to April, over sixteen foot, you just have to have them on the boat. You don't have to be wearing them. Right. Yeah. Very good. But and don't take our word for it. Make sure you read your local regulations. Yeah. We're not going to. We're be not a trustworthy it. source. Yeah. Don't don't count on us for. <laughs> We're All not. things said here and two in the podcast are no longer held liable. Ricky Bobby. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, what else did you enjoy about last week's podcast? I, uh, Eating cake and listening to I have to, to ask it. the question. That w- yes, sir. Did you see your cousin in peril? Like, did you no, see him? No, so I was hooked. I, 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 here's what happened. Right. So I was catching fish. When he got his purple and treble. And Will said he yeah. was hurt, and I just kept catching no. fish. So, so he was, uh, I lost track of, I mean, I, I lost track of time. You know, you he was know, screaming something you, about going on vacation to Barbados. There, <laughs> there was a lot of boats on the lake that morning right. and I and I was fishing and he was trolling and I just happened to glance over in the corner of my eye and I saw him catch a catch a trout so I figured all right I'll, I'll give make him, a beeline over there and put my line in there. I'll give him a few minutes to you know leave that spot then I'm gonna you know sure. bust one, one over there should be two oh, right? anyhow yeah but no so big hole I'm gonna big hole him but so I, I waited a while and he was trolling around and I started catching Eats. A few fish where I was, and he come over because I need to throw some fish in the cooler, and he started. He showed me the pictures. I'm like, "Whoa, that's not good." So it was all done by the time I, uh, uh, by the time I saw him, he could have bled out, the, Stevie. He could have, but he'd have been fine because he had his PFD. He had his PFD. <laughs> he would have floated. The corpse would have floated <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah. We would have at least got him home. Yeah. What if that other treble hook, the one that wasn't jammed up into your finger what if that would have caught on the pfd while you were going to pull oh. the cord then you couldn't pull the cord because it's caught on the pfd and your hand is oh. that one of the straws but you, you could have like been in trouble continuously blow up so just try to blow up the anyway, whole time sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> flamingo wouldn't have or what did we say the it swan was? the big the white swan, swan. Yeah, it wouldn't have inflated yeah. every time you leave your house you do you there you take on some kind of inherent risk and that you know that's true so there's a baseline amen that's what makes us I, I've the men we are we're, we're adventurous we're yeah. outgoing yeah guys won't you know risk a treble hook to the index finger yeah i've been back You're lucky up. you have index fingers i mean still if yeah. i wouldn't have had an index finger i wouldn't have had the hook in it exactly that's deep. Think about right that. There. Yeah. Let that sink in. I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around all that. I don't know if it was clear on the pot. Did you have to push that all the way through and then cut and come back? Or did you somehow get that thing to back back out? It just no, magically fell no out. I ripped it out. Oh. I went backwards with it. I ripped it out. Um, you went the tread bar away. <laughs> I I was gonna make. Or is there even oh, a good way of? To do no. That? Well, yeah, what, what happened is say the best way is, is to if not I come do it. <laughs> if I come through, it's just me. This is true. I hate to keep talking about it, but like if I come through with it, I still have to like mash the barb and then pull it back out. Yeah. Or I can cut 
Like now you're out of perfectly good treble. I just yeah ruined my treble either way. So I'm I did my hooks could be upgraded. We all know that they can be, but I just did my darndest to keep it. I think you did the right thing. That's the best I you know, and it worked for me. I it took us it took a little better you than me, bud. I've never I've seen that situation and don't want to be in it. I've seen it with like big hooks on a pier, fishing pier, like saltwater pier. Yeah. Oh, in a guy's elbow. Oh, I mean, it was down, like it was in, like past, like. Yeah. The, the, Let's move on. Oh man, <laughs> I can't. I See, can't I'm okay with that. it as long as it's not in me. Yeah, I, I can look I, at it. Yeah. Oh my. I a million scenarios. You know, they, what they mean? asked go me for help, head. and I just told them go to the hospital. Like I'm not helping you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I minored in music <laughs> business. <laughs> I am not the guy to help you. <laughs> I gave him some pliers, though, and said, go ahead if you want. Have at it. <laughs> I'm going to get back to fishing. Should you at least, like, show up like a St. Bernard like they were talking about, Deke, when you handed him the pliers? Like whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Here's they're a, all whiskey under your neck, dude. Here's a nipper. I, I keep this cheap tequila just for instances like oh. this. Did you get your pliers back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did? They actually pulled it, the hook through on that fishing pier. Yeah. They, they went the whole way through. Really? And snipped it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You gotta go. There's some pretty crazy videos out there of people doing that. I mean, you you ought to know how to do it. Yeah, you know if uh, if it ever happens to you. Otherwise, you're just packing up and and you're gingerly going to the hospital. And yeah. I'm, that's not me. I'm there enough. <laughs> yeah, for Tell work. Me about for it. work. I've, I've seen you do a lot of things in a lot of ways. Gingerly has never been one of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless I'm making a like a. a a, a house at, at Christmas time. In all seriousness, though, do, oh, are you up to date on ginger. your tetanus? Bro, well, are you up to date on your tetanus, though, bud? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know, bud. I, I work at the hospital. You're they push me all the time. Is that jaw getting stiff at all lately? <laughs> he'll play ping pong. He said he'll play ping pong, but he's just not big on tennis. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to play tennis. Uh, tennis Ten- whenever tennis. on Nintendo oh, yeah. on Nintendo on your Game Boy the Game Boy was the best <laughs> what I thought that was just just a podcast term <laughs> so Stevie was gone last week because it was his birthday yeah uh, he had some other things to attend to and we appreciate that I guess yeah um, thank we you we missed you of course and everyone wished you the happy birthday while you, you were did. out thank you uh, so Uncle Buck <laughs> yes sir what's going on with you buddy why did we miss you uh, I've been a Bit under the weather, the, the diver bucculitis. <laughs> all respect to the to the to the waterfowl call company, but my grit pack was all messed up. <laughs> I bet. So and uh, took I was all gupped up on the antibiotics, and we saw what happened last time a podcaster got behind the mic with antibiotics. Oh man, board. it's not good. No, it was not good. Now it's you, home. Stevie. I, yeah, you know. I you know I think this is like. Works hard, you know, uh, elevated stress for you, different things like that. I mean, winter's been of, six months. Yeah, yeah, you got things going on, man. You got you to gotta slow her down. Burning it both. I learned something, though, after missing that? last week. If you're going to miss any week, miss the week that Stevie misses, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it seems like Stevie got a lot more negative attention and ribbing and teasing. <sighs> I guess. And I oh, you did. skated. And I more than That's skated, I got love. I'll be I'll be from honest. You guys. And I I mean uh. you guys 
put a tear to my eye in well, both episodes. Well, that's good. I mean, that was intentional, of course, but I think you only skated because it was Steve's birthday. Okay. Thanks, Stevie. Just birthday. wait till it's your birthday. Yeah. Thanks, Mom, Miser. Yeah. Thank your, thank your mom and dad for me. I'll let them know. But you just wait till it's your birthday, cause, and I'll be here. You'll get it. So that's why you just don't say when your birthday is. We know, bud. We're all on Facebook. Oh, Deke. We, we recorded a podcast, and you guys didn't know it was my birthday the next day. Deakley. slipped right by it. Oh, we knew. We just we knew, we Deakley. Yeah. We just you were still new. We ignored you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not going to happen again. Yeah. We but, got the Deakley fever now. Did you guys see Stevie's cake? That was, yeah, that was awesome. Impressive. I was thinking about requesting did, one of those. Can your wife make another one? Oh, yeah. She's Only good for 40th that. birthdays, yeah. though. She did a great job on those figures. Fourteenth, forty-four. Get one for my son made up. Maybe fourteenth. Fourteenth. Yeah, she's really good at that. I don't know. It's impressive. Post. We did we put pictures of that on there? Oh yeah, things look just like you. I can't. I I think we did. We should. We'll post. Yeah, I can't remember. I. It might be the. I was gonna say it might be the cover of this. Might be the cover. I was on antibiotics four weeks ago. I can't remember. It's. Yeah. But it was beautiful. It's so it's like Stevie in a kayak or this Stevie like figure. Um, she asked that me, totally resembled you, bud. She she asked me a few weeks your ago. Beard your beard was a little darker. Than what's I'm used your three to. favorite fish to catch? And, and I, Striper, I said, bass and trout. Yeah. We're back to the invitations. <laughs> that was and yeah, he's, he nailed it. No, really, that was my recording of me saying it, and we playing it back. No, and I'm and I told her like, he gets really okay. excited when he talks to his wife and goes up a couple octaves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was why she asked. I thought it was an odd question to ask, but black drum, red drum, <laughs> silver <laughs> drum, and trout. <laughs> Yeah, we can move on. White perch. <laughs> well, <laughs> trout, chopped and catfish. I I actually think. <laughs> oh my. What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> I want to give a public service announcement to and all of our is. listeners to talk a little bit about mouth calls. For turkey season, since okay. we're we're right in the heart of people that are latex sensitive. Well, no, <laughs> it's like a public service. Is there a lambskin one or what? No, listen. I, I want to be honest for a second. I mean, we just we talked about Phil being under the weather for a little while. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. On Monday and Tuesday of this week, I honestly didn't think I was going to be here tonight recording. And I that? thought I was coming down with some sort of Bengay fever or something. Uh, like you were. I thought, I thought it was bad. And Will heard me on Monday night. Like, I was, I got out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. Bengay like fever. Like lice on everything Bahengi. as you walk out. Bahengi. Bahengi fever. Yeah. It's oh, bad. That you don't, sounds you don't terrible. want to know about it. But Just don't get it. I basically. <laughs> say it three times and you get it. So here's I what don't. I did. I followed my steps backwards to figure out what the heck happened. Because nobody else in my house is really under the weather. Like, yeah. where did it come from? Here's the deal. Middle of the week last week, I was prepping all my turkey gear. Mm-hmm. And I was getting everything ready. Mm-hmm. I found all the mouth calls that I've been using last season. Uh-huh. And they've been basically sitting in a uh, 
bowl of Rubbermaid bin. Yeah. In Listerine little, little plastic bath. containers. And what I did was I, I took them to work and I gave them a Listerine bath. Yes. Why did you have to do that at work? Sorry, I'm hungry. Perhaps some banaca? Because you free Listerine at work? Or no, right down, like, two blocks from my building is the right Oh, okay. Sorry, so. I just kind of... Yeah, I was having trouble putting that together. Like, <laughs> just, you guys have, like, totes of Listerine at work, and you were going to steal it or no, something. No, See, no, the bathroom but... has free Listerine, so I just figured I'd fill up some Dixie no, there's cups. There's a Rite Aid right I was going to give building. you some Tupperware to take in for me. <laughs> there's a Rite Aid next to my building, and I had a piece of Tupperware at my desk at work. So, like, I was like, oh, all the ingredients give are right there. Give me some of that free Listerine. Anyway, point is, <laughs> Listerine, yeah, gentlemen and listeners, Listerine is antiseptic. Yeah, it oh, won't yeah. kill bacteria. It doesn't. Like so septics. while my mouth calls tasted fantastic, I'll all of the bacteria <laughs> that had been in there, I must have like, I had like a bacterial infection basically <clears throat> in my upper chest. Did you just give them some like the bacteria, some extra juice of peppermint and? It I just, thought it kills bacteria. Just, I thought no. it was, yeah, I thought it was supposed to kill stuff it's, in your mouth. I don't think it did. But it's alcohol. No, see, there's a difference. If you go in, if you look at the studies, there's a difference between Listerine, which isn't just an antiseptic, and like ACT, which yeah. three out of four dentists recommend. Oh, yeah. Which will actually kill bacteria. There's something going on there. So my point is... Do you guys have ACT Throw away your old... <laughs> no. <laughs> throw away your old mouth calls and buy new ones, for Christ's sake. Because the way I felt for three days was not worth the 15 bucks I would have spent to so buy a couple new mouth this stuff, Man, this stuff was $15? hanging around since last year? Like the the Behenge fever yeah, has been just, on your mouth calls for a year? It, it just was fermenting just in, nasty in the box. Really? That was growing. Bucky, in your expert medical opinion, will the Behenge fever <laughs> stay alive on a mouth call for a year? While I'm not a Behenge fever <laughs> expert... <laughs> You dabbled in it in college? I dabbled in some ep- anyone at this epidemiology. <laughs> All right, and talk to me. Is there any validity to this? No, I, I this think theory? there's some validity there. I mean, it's been in your mouth, and if viruses and bacteria can survive dormant in inhospitable places for millennia, right? I think which is a, more than a year. What's a year kept in a dark, fairly warm place? It's going to grow something. I don't know. If you antiseptic it, I gave them the, and and here I went as far as to I purchased these fancy like toothpick things. What did you? I mean, did, you, or, did or, you? Or you? Did you? You had bacteria in the Tupperware Absolutely. bowl that you used. <laughs> yeah, passed it to. Yeah. Oh, that's more like that's it. More like it. If it, you antiseptic the the turkey calls, you probably passed it on to whatever. It, it be, once you antiseptic it. Uh-huh. It's now a tabula rasa. Right. It's a oh, blank yeah. slate for whatever for wants to crawl on it. Yeah. I'm just okay. assuming so if I all put this them back medical in the... jargon from experts is correct. All right. Now, hold on a second. Trust me. <laughs> so if, if I take these tabula rosas that I just created <laughs> yeah. and I put them back Flat, into it's be the turkey call little little mouth Well, you just cross-contaminated boxes. it, bud. That's the classic. That's where it came from. Yeah. I didn't. So I can't antiseptic the call case. Is that what the problem was? That, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's exactly just, what the problem was. It's just hard to pinpoint it's where you... It's not hard. Where this is, that's you, the classic call cross-contamination... Conundrum. Conundrum. 
We hear about this every year. <laughs> You're just another statistic. Stevie wrote a white paper on it about three years back. I did. It was my... So, I classic did. call conundrum. <laughs> classic call. Cross-contaminating the, conundrum. The, the quad C's, we so, saw it. <laughs> from, so, from your expert opinions, I'd have been better off just buying maybe two, three new mouth calls. Just like a piece of gum or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, either way, I'm glad you're better and, and you can thank speak you. still. Can, so can somebody you. help me understand? Hang on. Uh, Trident uh, or Bubbleish? <laughs> Big League. Big League Chew? Big League, Big League Chew. Chew. I got three pouches. <laughs> Strawberry. Hit that call. The grape was awesome, too. What, what type of calls do you make with a mouth call? So, like... The, what long distance <laughs> or international or <laughs> pick up the phone it's long distance there there are actually people who can do everything really? from the like a tree yelp which is just a real soft just mm-hmm. all the way up to guys like dudes can gobble with, with the same call oh, from yeah. a yelp to yep. a gobble with yep. a mouth call yeah. really when uh we should we should get you to try to watch the uh the call competition at the uh, great american outdoor show I don't know if we'll have time for that, but that sounds great. Because like, they, like the guys, get into it. Like, I, I, yeah. well, I can allow like two dudes to peel off, but I can't. Oh yeah, right. I'm sure team. you will. Yeah, Phil, write that down. <laughs> I, I actually prefer to use a mouth call in Pennsylvania woods. I'll use the mouth call in the mornings, like first thing in the morning, to do the soft tree yelps and stuff like that when you're trying not to be really loud. Yeah. And then I'll put them away unless I actually am working a gobbler. Like, if I've got a bird that's... (laughs) (laughs) You always say that. No, but if I've got a bird that's responding to calls, I will break the mouth call back out because I I can add inflection to it. Like, there's something, there's more, something more personal with the mouth call. Like, you can add inflection and you can adjust your calling on the spot. Like, if I'm running a slate or some other kind of friction call, that's it. And you can adjust the way you're holding the striker. What if you change strikers? You can change strikers, but there's still only so much you can do. And there's a lot of movement involved there. Yeah. Where with the mouth call in, and as he gets closer and closer and closer, it it takes a lot of skill, in my opinion, to be able to softly purr Mm -hmm. on a friction call versus just going... I can do that with the mouth call in. Mm Mm-hmm when I actually have a call in, I could do that. You wouldn't know that it's happening. Right. And neither would the gobbler until I shoot him in the face. Right. Boom. Just saying. Sorry. Anyway. No. no Got it. Cool. I've digressed. I it's, thought we were saying bam timely. now. It's a timely. Is it bam? Bam instead right. of boom. Timely tangent. Unless we shifted since last week. I'll take it. Point squared. Bam. Bam. Deke, what's this picture I saw you? I'm sorry. Deke, what's this picture? <laughs> yeah, get it right. What's this picture? So you send us this picture of this empty trailer. Yeah. This week. And uh, so, with uh, just the caption, guess what day it is or something like that. So what was Pops, going on? Pop's pontoon is, is in the water for the season. Which one? It, it, just the only is like that his, the bay his, has? that's not the one at the bay it's his pontoon boat that stays at Lake Marburg so you have Marburg. a pontoon boat I don't have a, he pon- has no, a pon- there's only one pontoon boat in the family so only his but that'll be it's in a slip at Marburg so 
be in there till late September. Anybody get invited to it? We haven't. We just he just we took it around the lake, make sure everything oh. was good. It's well, the fish might not have been after, biting. We don't uh, want to it waste slipped Deaky's mind. <laughs> we did, we had somewhere to be. Did you? Yeah. So it's just yeah, a, down in Delaware with the bay boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's this weekend. <laughs> are, are, are there engine restrictions on Marburg? Yes, twenty horsepower. Twenty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You, you can still scoot around there pretty good. And, Depends. Yeah. It's all weight to horsepower ratio. Physics, bud. Always comes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the 24-foot pontoon boat with a 20-horsepower. How big is this pontoon boat? It's 24-foot. 24? Uh, you can only have about two friends on there yeah. with you, too. I mean, right there's now. not a lot Jeez of room. That's, that's why, guys. What is, what is the the uh, person capacity on that? Six or eight. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Always more than I that. I guess eight. I don't know. There's been a lot of people on it. Like, because uh, my mom's side has uh, some family gatherings out, out the lake. And they'll take people on rides. Is it so, like a oh, thousand pounds per foot maybe or should something? Have your like mom's that? side <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that much. But <laughs> wonder if she but, wants to be. But no, one of uh, us. I'm looking forward to trying. Since we tried the tactic of trolling out at Pincho, yeah, I want to. We're going to go out. We're definitely going yeah. out and trying that at Marburg. So do, you, do you have you a trolling motor on that? Or no. So you think we can troll with the? Yeah, it's a it's a four stroke. So you can get you can go pretty slow. Yeah. Troll with those nightcrawler harnesses there. You'll catch some. Uh, yeah. You'll catch the walleye out of Marburg. Yeah. So that's there's some muskie in there too. I don't. I, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen guys yeah. calling some muskie out there. I've never targeted them, but it's always out there. So. Yeah. We got to try that again. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I got back up to Cowan's Gap. Did you? I'm I'm loving that lake. I don't know what it is, but I'm really, uh, really loving it. And I'm loving kayak fishing this year. And you know what else I'm loving? Two-pound line. Are, are you using some two-pound? Two-pound. Yeah. I don't know why. Six. No, two. You're not getting your heart broke. No. no it's set your drag. It's set your drag and use the, yeah, you know, use a, a, a rod that's designed. I, I think it would be weird to, to have a trout spool you. <laughs> It would, but it'd be pretty awesome. It would be pretty awesome. And I was throwing like a quarter ounce spoon, you know, with that even. So wow, yeah, that that that's been try two pound line if you've never tried it. It is tough to tie knots with, but well, that's why you don't get your give it to your friends. I know it. You just let you take on the burden yourself of trying to get a knot yeah. in it. Yeah, but kayak fish. I wish I would have got into that a long time ago because I'm really digging it i hit up a uh, spot in southern york county on saturday not that many people out there's still some holdover fish yeah it was a beautiful morning yeah but, it was uh, and i think they stock some like undersized fingerlings in mm-hmm. this stream like the one isaac walton League for the spot. eagles i think that's what's gonna happen <laughs> yes <laughs> six dollar eagle feeding stamp thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> those those were those were uh stocked by the uh the Isaac Walton League, those undersized ones. But uh there's I mean they that Isaac Walton League stocks like continuously through May in that area. Is but, that a club? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so you didn't pay for that with your well be you might have. <laughs> I've donated like I didn't see the guy this year when I've been down there, but um it's like ten dollars to donate a patch for the oh, patch cool. so you can kind of help their hatchery and everything else yeah. continue to grow. 
But uh, yeah, it was beautiful out. Tough fishing, higher water. Yeah. Um, especially on small streams, a little bit of rain made made it go up pretty significant yeah. muddy but it's still great it was i don't know how those little clubs do it on 10 15 dollars do they yeah i don't they know how to stretch I mean, like the budget. that's that's not their their member fees for that club is not ten dollars but like you you can donate ten dollars towards the fish hatchery program right right do they but ca- still like that's i mean fiscal responsibility do they yeah. call that the patch the hatch <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a fish <laughs> term we made up. <laughs> but hatch no, the hatch. <laughs> I, I couldn't lay off that one. Sorry, guys. Well, don't be surprised if but they the, come out with the, that next the, year. Yeah, the thing of it was, when I was leaving, and I was going down uh, a stretch of road, there comes a, a pickup truck with a trailer that was stocking all the area Oh, again. no kidding. Yeah, so they were like, just out. Now you come out. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, it's Thanks 10 a lot, o'clock. Buddy. I'm done, guys. Like, <laughs> You know, I... When you're catching smaller fish, I don't like to keep them. I mean, you can, you're perfectly legal too. Uh, but I know that area, so I kind of like to be able to fish there a while. So kind of just. It's like, still fun to catch. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, first weekend, fish. I'll keep, keep some fish to eat. Um, but then maybe later, if I'm out again and don't have any, haven't had trout for a couple of weeks, then maybe I'll keep one or two. But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Something else I did the other day? Yeah. I filled a bucket with Listerine with maybe <laughs> Tupperware. fifty dollars worth of red wigglers. Did you yeah. fifty bucks? I'll bet you because well, aren't they like six dollars a dozen or something? I don't if you think buy them so. At, uh, no, it, it is. I, at Rudder's, it was eighteen of them for like five dollars. Yes, so maybe eighteen. So. Your ship come in? I think it did. Jeez, it showed up. <laughs> it showed up in my front yard. We uh, every morning we go out. And play with our German Shepherd and throw frisbees in the front mm-hmm. yard. So, what was it Monday night? There Did was you a put bunch the of kids rain. to work. Tuesday morning, I woke up and I go outside to throw a frisbee with the dog. And I'm looking around. I'm like, there are giant, really magnificent. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I didn't know. That you, like I thought you paid for. Like no, the yeah. last couple, well, like, it's been so wet. Yeah. I mean, they've been everywhere. No, I just actually just walked around and picked yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was picturing the whole, like, you can buy them from Cabela's on, like, the 5,000-count box yeah. of, of worms. No, I just, I must have 300. Of free-ranged worms. Free-range. Free-range. Yeah. <laughs> Organic, Organic worms. Up. Yeah. You take those to the farmer's market and get double the price. That's what I'm hoping to do. Oh, fish will eat, bite turn, twice on those. I'm turn this around. My, uh, my son, my one, my youngest son told me he wanted to start a worm farm. So I was looking, actually What's looking into that. Yeah. We I got worms. <laughs> I got, it's called, I got worms. At, uh, and, I had those ones. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on antibiotics again. A worm farm. Um, and I totally lost my train of thought. No, no. So I started, I was looking up, you know, how, how to start a worm farm and you can buy them pretty cheap, you know, thousands of them and, you know, they triple in quantity, you know, they reproduce pretty quick. So a couple guys I went to high school with their, their family, like main income was a worm farm. I think it was uncle Jim's worms. It was, I think they, they make that's, and now he, like the one has, 
he branched off from his his dad and has a, a facility in Florida, and that's their full time job. Is he does worm- those mealworms. I we don't, don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's falling out. He's been dewormed. He's that wax wormer. <laughs> he's going to night worm crawlers, mills. staying up on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy mine from worm mills. <laughs> cruel. No, I mean like there's a there's an industry. I, for I go straight worms. to no kill worm shelters. <laughs> I don't know. We should go too deep into this worm situation here. No kill worm shelters. <laughs> They're the ones that need the most. The Robins help. are always protesting that one. Yes, yes they are. You, you can use them to make compost. Yeah, so like you uh, harvest the worm castings, and it's like yeah, a beautiful yeah. Com- it makes your pounds tomatoes. and pounds of compost every day you get from worms. Yeah. And I mean, it's it just seems like the perfect business, you know. If, Worm casting. Worm cat. If, if it doesn't. Boy, if you want to go to college, you got you to tend to those worms. <laughs> Sounds like but, we got a new podcast. Like, what do you do in the winter, though? That's what I, I told my son. We can, we'll worm do cast. this. But the, in the you winter, we're going to have to. Blankets. I, I'm not PA paying to heat cast. no worms. I've got the worms. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to bring this up, but Stevie talked to me about this, this worm farm idea yeah. of his. And he told me if I get five people. <laughs> <laughs> he told me the same thing. I need to get five people to sign up too. You get five people under you. Worm in the month. <laughs> I'll give you ten percent of the profits. It's worm pyramid. It's a worm pyramid. Worm pyramid. It's an MLM. At the okay? top. It's not a pyramid. It's the top MLM. wormer gets yeah. a gets a pro staff jersey. <laughs> when do we get a trip wormer. to Mexico? <laughs> Oh, it's what, just that, sorry about that. We're no, no, get, no. We're it, gonna get hate letters now. All the <laughs> worm farmers of America. All these. Uh, what is it? The, all my friends. What do you call the marketers? <laughs> the what? What kind of marketing is it? Multi-level marketing. Multi-level. M-M-M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get letters from them. But, sorry, guys. No, there is. But, it, it seems like it could be, in all honesty, legit. A, a legit business. But like it. it it gets it's cold. Every, the six is, months out of the year here, so everybody knows two people, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, the thing is, I think what's what's more difficult, Stevie, is finding your own Niche. area. Like you could try to start your worm farm, yeah, but you might get some knocks on the door in the middle of the night. Like I hear you're growing worms. You gotta watch you out for the worm office. Yeah. <laughs> the worm, and you're not the paying worm. your the vig on the worms. You know, I, grow, oh I grow worms here too. It's kind of my area. <laughs> That's what I envision being more of a problem. You think so? Yeah. I, I need like some kind of. It's a cutthroat business. When we were in Florida, bomb shelter to grow my worms. When we were in Florida, what what did we run into? Do you remember? Uh uh-uh. uh. The housing give, police. Give me a hint. Missouri minnows. Oh yeah, Missouri minnows. Yeah. Like, really? They were out. They were fre- they, <laughs> they were fresh, fresh out. out. Yeah. Are yeah. They, we had a hard time. For, we're still not sure what, what they are. Some, are they like different than mummy chugs and like silvers? Like, <laughs> absolutely, they're a, different. <laughs> what's a mummy chug? It's a it's a, it's a species of yeah minnow. right. Oh, it's nothing like the mummy chug. Uh, it, no, it yeah, is. You make some hair tonic out of those or something. Am I saying it wrong, or are you guys... They're completely... The Missouri minnow and the mummy chug are like the same... Draxus anaphylaxis species, right? In the Hamididae family. They're the same family. family. They're in the 
the the fish family, but that's as far as it goes. But no, yeah, we couldn't find it. What phylo would we find that under? <laughs> mummy chug. <laughs> mummy. Mummy. Mummy chug. I'll take me mummy chug. Oh. <laughs> what are you I looking up, Deke? I can't even say the species name of it. Stickleback. There, they suck. Am I saying that right? Mummy chug, right? Kill, killfish. What's the last time they came out? With You've been dog? very killfish this whole episode. Mummy chug. Chog? Chog. Chog. Sorry, what I'm saying it? chug. I don't know. Mommy chug just sounded great. So yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm looking to start a worm farm. Okay. Very very small. Just a family run business here. Yeah. To get started. Get a college fund going, you know. Yeah. It looks like a like a pickerel, chain pickerel, only miniature. Circle musky. Yeah, I, that I don't know what that is. It's a mummy chug. Yeah. Anyway. I thought it looked like a mud so, minnow. I mean, how how do you do a, like a minnow farm? You just get a bunch of tanks and tanks, or would you do just like no, a I little... think, don't you go net them and then like tank them to sell them? I th- like I, I think guess. it's a harvest. Yeah, I think you just do like a little pond or something. You get a bunch of those traps with jam bread Put some and dog it. food in yeah. it. Dog food, yeah. I heard a stick of gum. A stick what, of gum, like a whole stick. Like, like, the, like they don't care of, about their breath. Of Wrigley Spearmint. <laughs> I read it in Field and Stream. I've never Stole tried it. Listerine in there. Read that it splashes right down. The and that way it won't. Ryan could get that float for away work. or flake off. When, and like when I was in, in the when I was trap. in college, we did a minnow survey of the uh, Rehoboth Bay uh, for go on something. But yeah, we used dog food for all of our traps. So why Old would a Roy. music business major do <laughs> a minnow survey? I was also an environmental studies oh. major. My oh, ma- that's my right. mate. Like that was a minor in okay. music business. Okay, which I didn't finish. So you didn't. I was like an internship away from it. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, you, you ever think of going back? <clears throat> no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't blame you, bud. <laughs> Three more credits. <laughs> Three more. Oh man. MP3s. That'd be the was the downfall of Deke's minor. <laughs> That uh, Napster. Uh, <laughs> I went to college after Napster, by the way. So is it time? <laughs> is it time for the uh, better the hunt topic? Hat? Oh, we could hit the topic. The B T H T H. Yeah. Better the hunt topic hat. All right. Are you shaking that topic well, hat? Guess what? The topic hat's a shaking. It's a shaking. It's a shaking. Now, don't forget, you can email us your topic that we could place in it or you yeah, yeah absolutely so make sure you do, that. do if you have something you want us to talk about and Let, maybe our draw- social media is open 24 hours exactly. a day exactly it's true seven days a week that absolutely. website does not go down and i'll tell you what while the topic hats are shaking let me just tell you guys go over to, to better the hunt.com check out the sweetness that is this hat in particular it's a pretty nice hat. it's a good looking hat and check fit? out all the cool products that they've got over at betterthehunt.com. Betterthehunt.com. It's what they do. DK, why don't you pull us out one? Get a good one, bud. Pick a good one. You know, I'm glad I wasn't here last week because it was the, how did you get started in hunting? Uh-huh. Mine would have been short. I'm, I'm still fishing. waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> what do you got, bub? Tree stand placement. Oh. I like to put them on trees. <laughs> Next. About 20 feet up. As do I. It's a solid start. If you'd leave it to me, you'd just need a step stand to get into it. <laughs> uh, I like my back porch. Right out the sliding glass door. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I say that because it's. I haven't yet to get into it. I've been in a tree stand, but I haven't 
placed mine. I haven't, I've dabbled in, in the climber that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't really, I haven't been in that market for a while, so but I'm, I feel I'm like assuming I'm, this is height. We're talking is height, height placement, or is location placement, like at a trail. I would say location. A, when you place it's, it, it's a combination of things okay. because honestly, the height is going to be more of a personal thing. And I think, I guess, also I'm, a limitation of what you buy. Yeah, I guess if I'm you in buy a, a 15 foot stand, it's that's it. Yeah, but I believe I'm probably in the minority as far as our group goes, as Ooh. far as the methods yeah. to which I use because I use. I'm probably eighty to ninety percent hang on stands. Okay. And what what about you, DK? I am ninety percent climber. Okay. Just because of what I hunt. Well historically what I've hunted. All right. I, I'm I'm gonna stop you guys right there. Good. And let's just say hypothetically <laughs> that I don't know anything about tree stands. Uh-huh. So far you, you we named three types of stands. Right. The lock on climber and what was the other one? Ladder. Then ladder. ladder. Yeah, ladder. What other type of stands are there? There's ground like a, blind. A tripod. With- <laughs> and a tripod. Okay. Which I would say is probably equivalent to like a ladder stand. Yeah. Um, but those are freestanding ladder stand. Freestanding. Yeah. Ladder okay. Stand. Those are the three main categories, right? You've got climbers, platform, raised platform. Those are called tree houses. Tree house. Climbers. <laughs> okay. Hang ons, and ladder stands. Okay. Condominium in the sky. So take 20 seconds and, and please describe each one of those. Come on, bud. So a lad- everybody so, no, so the easy thing, ladder stand, it's a true ladder that you're, that's away from the actual trunk of the tree. Right. Okay. It's permanently fixed, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's normally one unit. Okay. Like they're attached in one. So like platform the, at the top. So the platform and the ladder are kind of connected. Okay. Which you've been in. Yeah. So you're, okay. you yeah. know about it. I, yeah. So. <laughs> then you've got the two that are left, mm-hmm. the climbing stand and what we call the hang on stand. Right. So your climber is going to be something that you're putting around the tree at the base and you are literally climbing. Shimmying the up tree. with it. Right. Yep. Then your hang on stand is basically the platform and the seat. Mm-hmm. So where your feet go and where your butt goes is. One piece, right, and it connects to the tree at whatever height you put it at. Now, there's different ways to get up to it. We could talk about all those different ways, sticks, but basically, you, there's climbing sticks, there's ladders, there's different sections that you steps. can put on tree steps that you can screw in. Uh, I know guys that use um, all of it's scary. They use Sounds spikes, complicated. like yeah. like, like uh, yeah. linemen. Telef- yeah, linemen's the linemen better word. spikes, oh, man. Yeah. like yeah. telephone gu- pole climbing things. Yeah. And they'll just have a climber on their back and they go up the tree. Or they only use two sections of tree sticks. I, I did that. Now, those those are permanent, well, semi-permanent so, as well, I would imagine. Like, you're, no. not, you're not taking it down. You're, it depends. Every, yeah, it depends. A lot of guys will use one of, one of two things if you're doing a lot of mobile setups or, or what they call like run and gun type stuff where yeah. you're going into a new area you're picking a tree or you're doing a lot of moving around based on the deer movement. Mm-hmm. So if I'm hunting a new property, for example, I will scout it out. I'll find um, pinch points or funnels or, or just heavy used trails and I'll hang a stand. I'll try to hunt out of it. If I find that all the deer movement is 
50 yards away. I need to move. I'll, I'll pack up and move. Now, whether that's with a climber or a hang on, it's much easier to do than with a ladder stand. Gotcha. Agree. Well, you just got a new stand this past year, didn't you? Yeah. Well, a ladder stand. I like you got a new ladder stand. What is it? I'm probably like 40% ground blinds. Mm -hmm. My math is going to be bad. You mean 60% ground blinds, 40% tree stands. You're less in tree stand. I was going to go down the line. I, I kind of use a bunch of it. Okay. So I, I use ground blinds mostly. Um, ladder stands would be second. Third would be uh, climbers. And I don't have, currently don't have any lock ones, but if friends do, I will use them. There's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. Right? So the pros for a ladder stand, for example. They're stable. They're there. They're quiet because you put them up in advance. You walk in, you climb up, and you hunt. Chances are you probably have trail cameras out and stuff like that. Deer have been passing them. Right. Like they're just part of the, the scene. The landscape. The con is they're not easily movable. They're just, so if you have, they're if, not. If you're set up based off of trail cams and actual trails and pinch points and funnels that you found over the summer doing your scouting and you put this thing up and all of a sudden patterns change for whatever reason, those deer are crossing 50, 60 yards away. It's effort to move those yeah. things. Right. So now let's talk about the pros of, of so, but a ladder lot. stand would be more used. Not, mm -hmm. this is not a finite rule fast and hard, but more so you're going to use a ladder stand for your firearm season. Because you're going to have it on, like I say, an edge of a field where you can see farther, where you don't have to be right on top of those trails like you would in archery season. Sure. So you're, you're going to place a ladder stand. In advance. In advance, where yep. you know there's a, a high possibility or high probability of there being. Seeing deer. something. Okay. Yes. And, and that's where the benefit really comes in for a firearm season. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you can reach out and touch somebody. You don't have to be within 20, 30 yards of the animal and they're just kind of more comfortable so those longer sits and kind of get set up inside with a rail yep. most ladder stands would have a rail or at least like a shooting they're not and like we say all the time they're not getting any smaller yeah yeah they're just they're big. so comfortable yeah yeah so nice they're comfortable but i felt safer in that climber stand but you're not. You, it also depends on the because I felt like the frame was had me. I, you're had cocooned me, in there. Exactly. I, I yeah. felt more secure. Yeah. There's I, a I, lot of ladder stands though that are like that. It, it was probably the makes and models that you were using. And um, don't get me from, wrong. That, from ladder to climber, the the one ladder stand it, it's like a couch. Right. And I I think there was just I felt like I could be my own worst enemy up there because of the extra room extra space moving around thus giving me more space to fall <laughs> instead of staying still because i have a small area and but I'm if that if that double ladder stand would have had a platform that went all the way back from the the ladder all the way back to the tree and maybe your seat that you were sitting in folded up um the and and it was also yeah yeah there's so there's different types and, yeah. and it's mild to wild it, it's as of like you know the last whatever five years it's just been it's getting but the really contentious point when you get in and you start having like in depth conversations with 
squirrels uh, with archery hunters <laughs> and rifle hunters about what's better for this or for that it gets really contentious with the people who are in the camp of i like to run and gun the best options for me are climber stands and the other side of the coin is no i'm using i'm using lock-ons with the ladder system yeah and i think d and I, dk and i dicky and me are on opposite DK sides of that coin <laughs> i'm i like to use hang-ons yeah. He's a climber guy. Well, I, I'm. Forced, I don't hunt out of telephone poles. I, I'm forced to be a climber guy because majority of my hunting is public ground, so I can't put. The, I need a new climber. I can't put the permanent, but the private land I do have to hunt. I do have a lock on. Right. I have well, two lock ons in that in that property. But if you use what climber, climber, do you? Have? I have a Summit Viper. There, I hear nothing but good stuff. Yeah. You like it. You yeah, won't hear anything it. bad about a Summit. What do you use? It's hard to find. I have Summit, and I also have a Lone Wolf. Do you have a Lone Wolf? Oh, yeah. How much is it? I'm just kidding. It's not for sale. It's <laughs> priceless. Oh. Now, do they still make ladder stands like Catfish with that leveling? I haven't seen that, that company in a while. Uh, they they the, were a local company. Old Man. No. Timber Tall. Those are Timber Talls. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still around. You can you can definitely still get them. Uh, Bowhunter Superstore used to sell them. Yeah, you can find those we at can. yard sales too, like the, the the version like Catfish has. But all right, so I'm just going to break my, this my down. My problem though is with with a climbing stand, and I'll I'll be honest with you. The only time I use a climbing stand be anymore. Don't lie. All right. The don't only lie. time that I will use a I climbing don't stand your pants on fire. is spit the hot truth. <laughs> is if I've got trees that I've picked out in advance. And basically, with the climbing stands, you've got to have a telephone pole. Yeah, you you've can't got, have a branch. Or, you've got zero branches straight. from ground. It doesn't have to be straight, necessarily. It should be pretty straight. But I had one with a big bow in it. Like it like you worked around it, didn't you? <laughs> it was like a seat. Like You could, you could sit in that game. But, like, but no branches, which ultimately, to me, as an archery hunter primarily, means no cover. Yeah. From the ground to your hunting height, there's zero between you and the deer. When they come through, I, I, I'm not sure. I've seen many. What am I missing there? Because like being out I, in the woods, but like I mean, that, that's <laughs> is that hard to <laughs> to find a straight tree? A straight tree when with you no need, branch. No, you, you would be amazed. That, when you that's need to not find dead. when you need to find a tree going vertical with no deviations, no branches. Did I say that okay? Yeah. yeah. yeah you were great, yeah. bud. Okay. Perfect. Um, Nailed it. When you need to find that in the morning, you will not find it. You'll, yeah. you'll go to like, okay, here's the trail, here's the pinch point, and you'll go back five trees until you find one. Or you'll climb up and you'll be like, oh, this isn't... I gotta get... Yeah. But unless DK is forced to go into a spot in the morning, having done no scouting in advance, I guarantee you, he's a lot like me in the fact that he doesn't walk through woods where he isn't constantly scanning the trees for the best place to hang a stand. Yeah. Which is kind of where I wanted to go with this, which is honestly, whether it's September and I'm walking in the woods to figure out where to put a stand or it's January and I'm just walking around late season muzzleloader hunting. I don't look around the woods without thinking that'd be a great spot to hang a stand or, Ooh, look at this. Like, Maybe this goes back to that preseason scouting thing or postseason scouting, but I'm always thinking about these kind of things. Yeah, and what tree makes stand placement's one of those. What makes that a good tree to 
besides besides the, uh, the physical attributes of the tree for the specific tree stand, mm-hmm. what makes you say that's a good spot for a tree? Is it because it's a certain distance away from the choke point in the trail and you're not on top of it and over it or break yeah, that I, down? Ideally for me, if I can get into a white oak that has any kind of pine or evergreen that runs right next to it, mm-hmm. it's perfect. And if I can be within 30 yards of a heavily used trail. Now notice he said white oak because for some reason out of the oaks, whitetail love the white oak. They're sweeter. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the sweet taste. Yep. So that's, that's going to give you a food source also for okay. them to come to. So um, how, how high up are you going? Look, my, I'm still stuck on this. My hole. rope, my rope that holds my bell for my climber. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to find yeah. my height every time you go up is just over 20 foot. Okay. So I know that my bottom platform is going to be about 20 foot when I'm up and my bow is. You barely, start feel that weight. I feel the weight. Gotcha. So, you know, give or take, because if you're on an angle, depending on where, where the bow is compared to the downside of the tree, but that's, that's how I do it. And then my, my lock ons are normally 20 foot section sticks. So. Yeah. And, and honestly for my, my hang ons, I'm probably in the same boat about 18 to 25 feet. Is there anything special about that height other than... In Pennsylvania, the deer will still walk out and look right up at you. Really? It seems that 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 might be a canopy area. I mean, a start, like a lower canopy is why that kind of is ingrained in our heads for that that height. Yeah, but that's also going to depend on where you're at. Like when I'm up at the cabin, I only have to get about 10 foot up off the ground. Now I'm up over the mountain laurel and mm-hmm. I can see just as far as I could see if I was 20 or 25 foot up. So it depends where you're at and what you're comfortable with. Cause that's the other thing. And then, and then I could put you, you up 25 foot and you might be able to see better, but if you're shaking like a leaf the whole time, you're like better me, off moving yeah. down to 10. Yeah. I like to, and we were saying about trails, I like to be like five yards off cause I feel like the angle from 20 feet, with five yards away from the base of your tree, mm-hmm. I feel for me personally, I feel like that's a good shooting angle. It's not, you're not completely down on top of it. You're not at like a so far out, your yardage kind of messes with you on the angle of just the visual yardage. Um, so, like for me, I like five yards off a trail, five to 10, really, I yeah. guess. But thanks. Great info for a beginner like me, yeah. you know, especially since I mean, with so it, 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 that's that's archery season for firearms. You can be right on the field edge if you're going to hunt a field. You know, with a nice ladder stand, you can be right on the field edge where you know you're 50 to 100 yards from some trails that are going to go out into the field. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Does it does anything with uphill downhill in relation to the trail? Would you rather be downhill looking that's, uphill or looking being uphill looking downhill onto would, the trail? I would tell you that's probably more. What's more important there is the prevailing wind direction. Okay. So, you want to be upwind or downwind from a particular trail based on what the what the wind direction is. You know, primarily. Gotcha. The only the thing I've found is that deer will look straight across at you if you're on a downhill side because you're 20 foot up right. and they happen to be They're eye, at level. Right at eye level. That, yeah. That's one thing you think about, I think about a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
but that's secondary to the prevailing wind, of course. Okay. So, the, and the last thing I'll say, because I know we're, yeah, we're probably running up on time again, aren't we? Um, yeah. Last thing I want to point out is when it comes to rifle season and stand placement, the best recommendation I can give, and you can ask my younger brother who just killed the best buck I've seen come out of this piece of state forest upstate just this past year, edges. You want to put that stand, whether it's a hang-on, a climber, a ladder, whatever it is, ground blind, or anything, you want to put it on an edge of something. You want to be able to see some distance, but you want to be next to the thick stuff. The transition you, edges. Those transition edges like that are perfect because you'll get the occasional deer breaking through the open that just came out of another thick spot, maybe was chased out. But most of the time in Pennsylvania woods, in rifle season, deer aren't just meandering through the big open area. You can put a stand up on the edge of some big open piece of timber where you can see three, 400 yards. You won't see a deer all day. Hmm. But you can put it on the edge of that piece of property where you can see three, 400 yards to your left, and you can see 30 yards to your right. And on the right-hand side, you'll have 50 deer come through. Gotcha. So find your edges, those transition areas. Yeah, that's... that's edge of a hardwoods and swamp or hardwood thicket and some kind of a, a pine bottom. You know, yes, yeah, so when, when I was, when I was talking about the field, like right on the field edge, if you can be in the thickest part of woods, if the thicket's behind you, that's 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 where it's at. If it's mature forest right behind you, again, you know, if you can see for too far, it's probably. But they're going to be moving slow behind you to the side of you and that thick stuff. Yep. So, excellent. Thanks, guys. I think I, you know, said it best. I mean, I, you know, other than just finding those heavy, heavy trails, and either putting a trail cam out. And, to, for confirmation other than hoof tracks um, you know there, there, nothing beats that solid recon like if you're seeing ho constant hoof tracks oh yeah they're there you know they're not not there well not not um, my dad's stand in our the private property we have this past year um, there was does going by every day at, every other day at 9 o'clock and we knew that from the trail cam but we had we had no time to hunt those you know the early part of October where the does were going through at that time. So it was like you never saw from his stand we weren't seeing deer. And then in the rut, you know, we he had a buck come through and he was able to harvest it. But you know, the best part about the trail cam is you know the time. You know, you're you're also you're seeing that you're seeing the tracks and you're getting confirmation on the tracks. But the trail cam is showing you what time they're active in that area. Right. So. One, I keep saying this, but one last thing, those heavy trails that have all kinds of traffic on them. And maybe this is why I go 20 feet off of those, or instead of the, the distance that Deke was talking about, I'll back off of them a little bit further. And this is probably just something that was ingrained in my head a long time ago, but I had people telling me engraved. Yeah. The mature buck won't use the same trails as rest your deer. They will be, you know, five to 15 yards downwind of those trails because they won't use the heavy trails. Mm -hmm. They'll stay in the thicker cover, but mm -hmm. 
but they'll be on the downwind side of them so they can send check them all the time. Yeah. I, you so know, I'll put myself off those main trails by 20 yards. So if something does come down it, that's a chip shot. But if something comes down, you know, 10 yards off that trail, well, now it's, I might as well just take it right to the taxidermist. Warm up the truck. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always uh, a meat hunter. And, and so I'm not, I don't know that I'm always following the biggest bucks and this and that. I'm just looking for opportunity. And, and right now, honestly, and I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that there's anything wrong with it, but like, I am looking for high percentage. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I and, and we all are, but like, that's, that's me. Like I want heavy traffic. I want, you when know. my daughter was 10, she shot a buck that's outscored anything I've killed yet. I don't have the patience to wait for him. Right, right. So I'm I'm happy with anything legal. Right. And every deer is a trophy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm Definitely. not even quantifying that by the weapon taken with. Every or the jerky deer. we're eating tonight. I was going to say trophy in my freezer. In my mouth. Yum, yum. Oh, there's a piece left. Well, there's a couple pieces Sorry, left. Sorry, y'all. I, I've never Shh. been able to eat a wrestling trophy. Oh, oh, what? You need more pepper. <laughs> the trophy that I won wrestling. But, but, I, but when I go out into the woods. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for breaking that down, guys. That was good information. Steve, you got to fill some more topics in that hat. Get those get topics rolling. You don't want me putting topics I've got, in there. I've got about 65 topics. I'm ready to load it. up in that thing. I think you sent us about another hundred or something like that. Yep. The other day. So, so the topic is, I think, working really, really well. Oh yeah. This is something that I am very, you know, growing fond of. It's fun. I like it. It's okay. No, <laughs> I'm still on the it. fence. <laughs> no, I like it. It's good. It's making us think. It's it's given us. It's letting like I, I've been around you guys uh, for a while, but it's getting getting me to know some of your opinions, some of your thoughts on, you know, some situations. You know, I didn't, didn't really didn't know that Ryan likes lock on stands that much, you know, so. love them. I shower with them like my turkey decoys. <laughs> yeah, man. That is, that, that's that whole shower with your, your turkey or, you know, you need to wash your new decoy from that's avian funny. X yeah, is, yeah. is mind blowing to it's me. It's not necessarily washing. It's the hot air in the shower and they, you're, when you inflate it back up, it helps it return back. It softens the plastic, plus the hot air helps the air inside of the decoy expand and give it its most full form. Nice. Therefore, you don't look like a misshaped blob. Nobody wants a misshaped Jake. Especially with the eyesight of a turkey. Not in their shower. Okay. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, speaking of turkey. Right. Speaking of turkey. So yeah. turkey speaking giveaway. of turkey giveaway. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, we announced our winner tonight. Yeah, we did. Yeah, congratulations, Jerry Lamb. Hey, Jerry. Uh, yeah, got some G- nice stuff. Those uh, those Tipton, Tipton Creek. Yeah, Tipton Creek calls. Oh, that oh. was that was, that was tough to give awesome away, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So congratulations, congratulations. Jerry. And uh, we've got our next giveaway coming up here, not too distant future. What's it going to be, bud? Uh, we're going to leave that a surprise. Oh, come on. No, nah, it's got, we got I don't even know what it is. It's kind of Exactly. <laughs> I would tell the whole world if I knew what it was. I know you would, bud, but the whole world's not ready for this one. Bass yet. fishing package? I, Phil, just tell it. I can't. And all expenses paid 
Russian boar Ryan's closer. sturgeon spearing trip. <laughs> yes. But Hosted no, by Carrie Zoka. <laughs> Keep your eye out for uh, for the next one. Yep, they're good stuff. Um, guys, where can they find us? This all right. is all you, Ryan. So you can check us out at rutandriverpursuits.com. Make sure you download the podcast. iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Play, Stitcher, Castbox. Castbox. Leave Cast a review. Box. Absolutely hey, leave a review. Those are some good reviews. We do Brad Shambach is and Adventure Jimmy from Span the Void uh-huh. are all about Overcast. I think that's the name of it. Are we on Overcast? Yeah. Well, that's all Brad uses, so we have to be. Yeah, I guess so. There's so many out there. No, there are, but they love Overcast. Well, good. Love I it. like when it's sunny. Pick one and subscribe. Absolutely. Find I like tree edges. You can also find us on all of your social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look. Do your searching. On the Rut YouTube. And River Check Pursuits. out the YouTube. And don't forget the YouTube channel, Rut and River Pursuit Podcast. Check them all out. Like, find share, us. subscribe. Do what you do. do. You know how to do it. What you do. You found us to hear this, and you're loving it, yeah. so keep it going. Did we get a new review on iTunes? Yeah. Uh, the Foul Hunter. He gave us a five-star review. Nice. He said, super dudes with genuine passion for the outdoors. Uh, incredibly entertaining group of great guys who put together some awesome, solid content through a quality production. You stop it, Billy. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Thank you, man. That was awful nice. Yeah. I don't think there's anything foul about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I see what you did there. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Dylan16 gave us a, a, a review a couple weeks ago. I don't know if we mentioned it in we any didn't. of the podcast. He well, gave shout us a, him out. Yeah, so he gave us a down-to-earth. They're down-to-earth, okay? A great group of guys with a huge passion for the outdoors and sharing their knowledge and experience in the outdoors. They are down-to-earth and relatable, which can be hard to find in a podcast these days. These guys have a blast together and... Can't um, argue with that. Truth. You can hear it through their stories and love for and love for the outdoors. For decoys. Yeah. Catching uh, catching memories is his ending there. Nice. So, uh, he's definitely a listener. So thank you, Dylan16 and Foul Hunter. You guys are awesome. All right, guys. Good luck Saturday. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I can't wait, bud. Yeah. Can't wait to hear the stories about it, guys. Rig them weedless. Give me See ya. Shoot him in the face. Bam. Peace. <laughs> you pull the cord and it turns into a swan. Stop it. I, I'm alive. That, that's what that means. When you see the swan, the bathing, bathing swan, swan, that means I'm alive. And, and well, I'm thriving. Oh, my. Not just surviving. He's thriving. I like it. I wasn't sure how to bring this up, but Stevie talked to me about this this worm farm idea yeah. of his. And he told me if I get five people. <laughs> he told me the same thing. I need to get five people to sign up, too. You get five people under you. Worm in the month. <laughs>
six dollar eagle feeding stamp. Thank you very much. 